Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Episode number 24. 24. 24. Holy cow. 24. That's a lot. I was... Manny? Manny was 24. Okay. Yep. I kept thinking Movam. Movam was 42. 42. Paradox. Yes. Um, anyway, this episode is brought to you by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shining... <laughs> <laughs> Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company proudly serving Plymouth and the surrounding area. We treat your home or business like we would treat our own and believe in building our reputation on every job we do. Cat's distracting me with her coughing in the background. I know. I was laughing and I started Shine Through's great, though, you know? You just know. get in touch with them. They talk about your windows, your dirty gutters, your siding, which is gross. You own a house. I mean, look you how may want to take care of it. Right now. I'm not talking about anyone siding in particular, but yes, if that is your problem, call Shine Through. Yeah. You can reach them at 781-812-9189 and you can also reach them online at shinethroughwindowcleaning.com. That's shinethroughwindowcleaning.com. That's shine through, through window, window cleaning. Window cleaning also on uh, Instagram and the book, right? few other places facebook no? not instagram though. facebook facebook on shine through window cleaning if you're and old next door it's a good app hey a lot of pollen out there right now good time to get your house power washed uh, oh yeah get that gross shit off your house uh, i want mine i want mine Ugh. what is up what's up what's up What's up, guys? Not much. What's up with you? Happy 24th episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. I am your host. Or am I tonight? Is it possible that somebody else may be taking the reins over? That somebody may be Andrew. That somebody may be Kat. Who knows? We shall see. How many people do you think just stopped listening now? Nose game. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope nobody stopped listening because the three of us us make up this podcast and we all do equal work. So we might as well divvy up the, uh, the hosting responsibilities sometimes. In any episode where I don't have to host, I like because it's a little bit less work for me and I get to kind of just react as opposed to yeah. dictate the conversation. So it's I'm a lot more fun. You can get a lot more fucked up because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, what's new, pal? Not much. Um, working. Yeah. Not going out. because world isn't burning do. down or anything like that. No. It's just a Everything's normal, fine. regular day, right? Nothing, uh, nothing, nothing weird nothing, going on Nothing out of the ordinary. Not, not the end of the world, apparently, but mm. we'll get past it. Cat with love. Sup with you? Not much, brah. I'm just uh, straight up chilling. So for those uh, who listened to our last episode, you may have realized that Cat celebrated a birthday oh, uh, in the last week since our recording. Happy birthday to, excuse me, to you, Cat. Thank you. And hope you had a great one. I did. And nice. uh, yeah, we yeah. are here to talk about a pretty cool movie tonight, and. Uh, Andrew, I'll, I will I will let you kind of lead it in, and then we can do news or wh- however you want to do this. Well, let's no, do I thought you did no, news, news first. We are going to be talking about news Phantasm first. teaser news spoiler. First. Blah blah All right. blah. All right. So before we jump into tonight's movie, which uh, I know is a personal favorite of Andrew's, that he has been kind of uh, he has been psyched to talk about for a long time. We're finally doing it. So Andrew will lead that conversation. But before we get into that movie, we have a few news items. First item. I see this post uh, every month from Fangoria and Bloody Disgusting, and basically it's a little graph that shoots out anything new 
horror-related that's coming to all of the streaming services that are out there. So pretty much any streaming service that has horror movies, here's what you can find on there. And they basically have everything listed in like one graphic. I love it. Because if there's a movie that I haven't seen or something that I've been wanting to see and I didn't want to pay for on On Demand, I usually see a lot of stuff. And this is actually a great month for those types of movies for me. So uh, just as a little tip for our listeners, for you guys, here's some of the stuff that's coming out uh, on net, uh, on multiple streaming platforms in June, which we're now into June. Uh, so for Netflix, we talked about this briefly last week. Uh, Silence of the Lambs and the Hannibal TV show are there. We already kind of covered those in depth last week, so I'll just move along. Uh, in addition to that, a movie that I've seen that I, pre- I liked called Dark Skies. It's a pretty cool little alien-style horror movie, like an alien abduction-style horror movie that has J.K. Simmons, who's awesome. He was in Whiplash, and he played uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man uh, I movies. I wanted to see Whiplash so bad. Dark Skies. You say it's a movie or a show? It's a movie. Isn't that a show, too? Uh, it's Falling Skies. Oh. Falling I've never Skies. seen either of them, so... Yeah, Falling Skies was a, was a sci-fi, like, alien show on uh, TNT with Noah Wiley from ER, from ER. Wow. Yeah. I know that, too. No uh, Anthony uh, Edwards? No Anthony Edwards, surprisingly. Surprisingly. Movie that Anthony Edwards is in, that's coming to Netflix, is Zodiac. Uh, one of my personal favorite movies. One of my favorite Fincher movies. What the I fuck does he play in that? Many. Uh, he plays Detective Toski's partner, Mark Ruffalo's oh. partner in Zodiac. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. So Netflix, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Dark Skies, Zodiac. Check them out. On HBO, if you have HBO Max, HBO Go, HBO Now, whatever other confusing fucking streaming platform they decided to release, uh, two awesome fucking movies coming to HBO. First one being An American Werewolf in London, which is a movie that I love, directed by John Landis. Great horror comedy. Kind of paved the way for lots of classic horror comedies. That John Landis looks like a marionette. A marionette? Yeah. Is, that what, is that the word I'm thinking? Like the puppet on the string? Yeah, it's a yeah. Like, like he could yeah, have been in right. like Mr. Rogers as like a, Mr. a <laughs> hand puppet or whatever yeah, the fuck. Hand, okay. Maybe he looks a, like John Landis beard. when he's older looks like a... No, not like a Muppet. Just a... He's got a very like sharp face. He looks like King Tuesday or whatever his fucking name oh, is. Oh, King, King Friday. King Friday. <laughs> King Friday. And then Queen Wednesday. Yes, exactly. Was it Queen okay. Wednesday? Well, hey. Prince Tuesday? <laughs> There's a Tuesday. I don't know. There's a Tuesday in there. I don't know if I'll ever look at John Landis the same way again. But uh, Nor should you. Have you seen it's American creepy. Werewolf in London? Um, I think, yeah. I don't Good know. Movie. Great movie. Maybe, a, maybe. Oh, I don't know. You guys. I don't really watch werewolf movies. Love werewolf movies. I don't have that much time to watch that much movies. Well, American Werewolf in London is a classic. Yes. It's, it's great. It's on HBO Go now, so if you have the time, watch it. Another awesome fucking movie coming to HBO that we did an episode on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called it... In retrospect, my favorite horror movie of the last Kevin decade. Kevin the Woods? Doctor Sleep. Oh, yeah. oh I thought you... What, what happened to Kevin yeah. in the Woods? It's still a, a kind of a coin flip. I go back and forth in this all the time. They're both phenomenal. You said that Kevin in the Woods was your favorite. Doctor Sleep was not your favorite movie. So before I before I saw Doctor Sleep, I said that Cabin in the Woods was my favorite horror movie oh, of the so 2010s. Now- and now having seen Doctor Sleep... It's very close, but it's right in my top two. Uh, if you haven't seen Doctor hey. Sleep yet, and you're a fan of oh, The it's Shining, streaming now, yeah. it's on HBO. We all were fans. <laughs> Thank you. 
Andrew and I kind of fawned over this movie. Cat, yeah, you were. I probably, I kind of got a stiff boner from this movie. Yes, indeed, indeed, stiff boners all around. Gross, gross, gross. Uh, Amazon Prime up next: the Child's Play remake from 2019. Invisible Man is out there now too, which we also did a podcast on. Oh yeah, on what streaming service? I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Was I, I there for that episode? I didn't see that. You didn't see that? I saw it today when we went to go see, when I went to watch uh, Phantasm, which I watched this afternoon. It's probably available to rent I now. I don't think it's it. free Oh, yet. maybe it's not free. But yeah. it is able to be streamed Correct. on Amazon Prime Yes, right yes, exactly. Um, you can watch all Kat and I did Invisible Man, just, just us, because you weren't around. I think you were working. Oh, that's right. Yes. I forgot about that. That's why I was like, I remember we did one, but I was like, I don't yes. remember. No, we, we bought Invisible Man. It was right when the pandemic first started, and we that was that was that was like yeah. two months ago. That's so you weird. You watched it no, with I us. No, I know, I know, but that seems like it went by so fast, even though there's been a pandemic. Right, yes. it's weird. Yeah, I know. Long, it feels like it was going so by quickly. Blend together. Mm. Probably because you're drunk the whole time. You're like, Jesus Christ, what yeah. is it? So, uh-huh. uh, Amazon Prime, the Child's Play remake, Chucky. Uh, from 2019, that's available on there now. Actually, got pretty decent reviews when it came out last year, which I would check out. In addition to that, Crawl, which is the latest movie Crawl from I had wanted to see Alex that. Aja, which is the uh, basically the movie where the da- uh, daughter and father are trapped in a house in Florida during an insane flood, and they're getting attacked by alligators. The entire movie looks awesome. It's supposed to be very tense and very good. So. I don't know if I like the sound of that. That's another one that I want to check out. But, actually, and Lighthouse is on there now, too. I'm pretty sure that came out last month. But, Andrew, you watched that, right? Lighthouse? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was Lighthouse? incredible. Yeah. Is it the a acting. scary movie? Yes. Uh, it's a psychological thriller. We talked. I think we it talked about it a few huge. episodes ago. It's got Robert Pattinson and, and Willem Dafoe. It's from the guy that directed The Witch. Oh, yes. yes, yes. I think I it's Willem Dafoe's yeah. best Role I've heard ever. he is just an absolute. He's loon amazing. In it. I, in that. I, I really and I haven't Pattinson seen it yet is and I want extremely to see it. good in that too. Yeah, the acting in that is amazing. Well, I've, I, I think, think it's better than the witch. We had this same conversation which, the last time. The witch was kind of witch, dude, witch. Pattinson, don't snooze on him. He's going to be a fucking awesome bad. Did you like it better than the witch? Uh, I didn't see it yet. I didn't see you it. You didn't see the oh, witch. Didn't no, see I didn't see the lighthouse yet. it's free. No, I know. I got to watch it. We should watch that and then. Yeah, we should. Yeah, okay. We could do. Maybe we could do an episode. Then we keep it relevant. (laughs) The witch would be relevant. No, no, no. That's not. No, I'm saying. Oh, the witch would be. Mm. Witch, witch, though. Mm. Witch, 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 witch. (laughs) You know what was awesome? The witches, where they turn the the little the the kids that come to like this hotel into uh, fucking mice. I uh, think I know the movie you're talking about. I don't um, know if I know what Talk about, about a horrifying <laughs> kids movie. We should do an episode the on that. And we should wa- if we want to do a witch movie, we do the witches. All right, well, because let, as a let, child let, watching that movie, it is terrifying. It's so good. What's her face is in it? She's got huge features. Very, very, very man. No, features like her chin, her nose. Like she looks like a man. She okay. was in. Um, huge face, <laughs> facial features. The only movie not, I not, not any other features anywhere on her body. Just that's what you know. <laughs> um, did you ever see um, Royal Tenenbaums? No, I'm not a big Wes Anderson guy. It's a great movie. Okay, I like uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's a great movie. Oh yeah, I like that. Not really like a fan of too many other ones. Where's my lobby boy? Get your hands off my lobby boy! <laughs> uh, that's a great movie. Royal Tenenbaums, good. Fucking Gene Hackman's phenomenal. Hackman. All right, well, we're Gene rambling. Yeah. Hoosiers, Hackman, what? Yes, yes. Lex Luthor and Superman? Okay. Fuck Lex Luthor. Most boring villain. Uh, last streaming service is Hulu. And Who? Hulu. Who? Who? Hulu. Who, who knew? Hulu. 
Uh, WB Mason. Biggest one of note on Hulu, which uh, I started watching the show again. I never made it through, and I need to get back on it because I was doing a rewatch. There's so many fucking episodes. But the movie that's coming to Hulu is X-Files Fight the Future, which is the first X-Files movie that came out, I think it was between seasons three and four, or four and five. I think I know, I can't. Dude, you know, like, X-Files had like 20 plus episodes, like, per season. That's amazing. I I feel like I've watched so much X-Files, and I'm only on, like, season three. Were those all, like, 45 minutes, or were they a half hour? They're, like, 40, 45 minutes. So that's pretty good. 20 episodes a a season? That's a lot of episodes. That's not, like, some stupid sitcom. I'll tell you what. It holds up very well when you watch the X-Files. And I know it's a show that you never watched. It's a show that when it first was on... I don't know when it debuted, but I remember... 92? 94? I remember when I was a kid, my dad watching it. later than that. And I would kind of, like... They would tell me to go to bed, my parents, because they thought the X-Files was too scary for me. Turns out, it was. <laughs> and I would kind of sneak out in the hallway and, and look and watch the X-Files. And it fucking scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and rewatching it now, dude, it's a fucking scary show. There's some weird shit on there. It's an awesome concept. David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson are awesome. There's a reason it's one of the biggest sci-fi shows the chemistry of all between time. those two is yeah you, so were you a uh, were you more of a monster of the week person or a shipper for uh for Mulder and scully you even know what i'm talking about that's a good reference yeah, to something yeah, yeah. i didn't so basically if you're an x-files fan there's there's two types of episodes it's either a monster of the week episode which is a random one-off episode with a fucked up monster mm-hmm. or there's an episode that is basically Continuing the long-running plot of the oh, alien gotcha. invasion of the conspiracy. Yeah, well, I yeah, I wouldn't be for the monster. And there are X Files fans that are called shippers because all they were in the show for was to see Mulder and Scully get into a relationship and fuck because it's all they wanted. Which ultimately they end up doing. Spoiler, sorry. If you haven't seen the X Files, it's been on for years, so can't I can't really apologize for that. But yeah, the reason it's called the X Files. Yes, so you're rambling on the. Yes, yeah, sorry. So yeah, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wrap this up. X Files: Fight the Future on Hulu. <laughs> that is the last of the streaming topics. Were Thanks. we rambling? Yeah. Next topic. That's enough. I feel like this is a great thing to have your brother on for, but I know you're also a fan. They announced there is going to be a sequel to Labyrinth oh. that comes out. Directed by Scott Derrickson, who directed The Exorcism of Emily Rose and a movie we did on our podcast two weeks ago, Sinister. Oh, boy! That guy is directing a, uh, a sequel to Labyrinth. Nice. Which, if people haven't seen uh, Labyrinth, Andrew, how would you describe that movie? Dark fantasy, what's it like? I know David Bowie's in it, dark, Jennifer Connelly. Fairy, dark fairy tale. Dark fairy tale. So almost like a, like a Pan's Labyrinth mm. kind of. Yeah. But made by Jim Henson. Which made it all the more better. Oh, yeah. All the more that better. I need to watch Labyrinth again. Like, uh, oh, what did the, the Netflix just made a show of the other uh, Frank Oz. Um, what was the name of that oh, movie? Oh, uh, um, what's it called? Ben. Wizard of Oz? Mm. What the fuck? Oh, shit. Uh, Crystal. No. Um, Jesus. Oh, I, oh, I know what it is. Yeah, dark I Crystal. Know it, the yes. Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. That yes. movie's awesome. Yes. So weird. And the show was. I. Only watched a few episodes. I didn't continue. Yeah, we didn't watch it yet. But either. that's not relevant. It's one that we. It's been on my my, my queue forever. I, I want to watch it. 
And uh, but we're trying to squeeze in as much Mad Men as we can before it's gone oh, on June 10th. Yeah, we only so, have we have a week from today to squeeze in the yeah, rest of the Mad so, Men. Yeah, uh, so a week from today to finish pretty much like three seasons, which we can do if we, we put can our do minds it. to we it. Gotta, we because gotta because I, I actually really want to finish that show. Maybe dedicate a day. Yeah. Just, yes. See, if, you, if it wasn't, if you guys weren't like relationship, I, I was going to say the. Fu- I'm like, I was going to just ask. I'm just going to say it anyway. Let's say, Kat, Wait, how many pause, Mad Men are you trying to squeeze like, in on any given day? Like, do you need to pause? I'm trying to out? squeeze. I'm trying to squeeze some Mad Men in. I'm the one Mad Men that squeeze, squeeze them in all in there. there. Yes, the one Mad Men. Yeah. There's only one Mad Men for me. Yes, yes. So uh, Labyrinth is getting a sequel. Next topic, and the one that you were peeping over at my notes about. Oh, the, the gosling. So we have talked it's about... It's like a duckling. We've done an episode on Invisible Man. We have talked about uh, Universal's new efforts to reboot their Universal Classic Monsters. Latest news to drop on this. A new Wolfman movie with Ryan Gosling starring as oh, yeah. the Wolfman. Wow. I wonder if he's going to be like his character from Drive. Where I think most <laughs> movies, Ryan Gosling says about... Mm, 17 words and just gives like that uh, cool blue no, gives off the it? vibe uh, blue steel putting out the vibe gives off that blue steel or is that what it is from uh, yes blue yes. steel yep, yep. Ben Stiller's look is blue steel yeah that's yeah, like yeah. what Brian Gosling Duh. does he basically goes blue he steel does? says like five words and he's so hot it doesn't matter and I'm not even gay. he is a handsome gentleman he's, there's no doubt about that I'm just allergic I mean, he's, but he's, he's a very good non-verbal actor is yeah. what I should say mm. It's very good at, you look at him and you wonder, he has no idea what's going on in his head. Right. Neither do I. Right? You know what movie he actually talks right. a lot in that he's really right. good in is uh, The Big Short. The Notebook. I feel like every time I'm like scrolling through movie clips on YouTube, always the uh, the, oh. the the scene with him with the Jenga blocks from The Big Short shows up and that's a classic scene. No, it's a good so movie. Good actors you watch with him, Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe, The Good Guys. Oh, oh I haven't seen that yet. I actually awesome. like that movie. It's so weird. I saw that. I think I wanted to see that too. So the guy, I mean, you got Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, talk about a couple of dudes. Massive, interesting. Just a couple of couple, couple, couple of dudes. Couple of dudes. Couple for of show. guys. Good guys. Yeah. So a Ryan Gosling led Wolfman. Safe to say, you're in on this. I'm in on this. <laughs> I would always be in on that. <laughs> <laughs> would you see Ryan Gosling transform into a werewolf? Yeah, I guess I'm in. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's not a hard thing for a woman to want to watch. Is well, Ryan I'm just, doing I wasn't a big thing Talk about him like he's not I mean, stud. I, he's, he's handsome, yes. I mean, he's, 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 he's so married, good movies. He's married to Ava Mendez. So yeah, we're almost there. Movie. He must be a stud if he's married to Ava Mendez. We're making good time here. We're fine. Because... Uh, He's married to Ava Mendez. Yeah. yeah, that's how hot he is. Is that he gets to marry Ava Mendez? Oh. Mm. Well, she's pretty delicious. So the Ryan Gosling Wolfman movie joins <laughs> the uh, new Frankenstein <laughs> reboot. <laughs> the uh, ah, new new Frankenstein reboot from James Wan, uh, among some others, including a movie called Dark Army by Paul Feig that's supposed to include all the Universal monsters. A movie about Renfield, Dracula's ah, manservant. The best and Renfield. The Invisible Woman. A best sequel Renfield to the Invisible ever. Man. Was from Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yes. Best yes. Renfield. <laughs> master, master. Master, master. And that guy's. I is- use the drain pipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for news, guys. Andrew. All right. So we're getting into the featured movie of the evening. Not sure why I said it like that, but that is what we're doing. I like it. Keep Anyways, going. so we're doing Phantasm. Love that movie. Apparently, I should talk louder. 
into this and hold this. Uh, oh, that's okay. Gotcha. Sweet. There you go. Um, <laughs> so usually we talk about the plot to a movie. And so I'm going to go two ways here. I'm going to go with this movie's so weird. And what I love about this movie is that every time I watch it, it's different. It's never the same. You could watch this movie 20 different times and you still don't know what the fuck is actually going on. Mm. But it's always, you're always starting to get somewhere and then you get really confused and you go. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the plot as told by Wikipedia because it's an interesting way to describe this movie. So does this include spoilers? Uh, no. This okay. just yeah, includes a plot This overview. is just kind of weird to read because okay. it's kind of funny. So what we should do first before – should we get talk about the director first? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we talk about uh, – no, 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 you know what? Do the plot and then do director do the plot, and that Because it's, it's a plot but, overview, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. So the Wikipedia version. Phantasm is a 1979 American science fantasy horror film directed, written, photographed, and edited by Don Coscarelli. Mm-hmm. I don't think I butchered his name. No, you didn't. That's his name. Don Coscarelli. Um, so the first film, which we'll get into later, because they say the first film, in the Phantasm franchise, introduces the tall man, played by Angus Scrim, a supernatural and malevolent undertaker who turns the dead of Earth into dwarf zombies to be sent to his planet and used as slaves. He is opposed by a young boy, Mike, who tries to convince his older brother, Jody, and family friend Reggie of the threat. That's a good overview of the plot, I think. That yeah. kind of describes it pretty well. So, based In off the most of, confusing so, way, so, too. So, even <laughs> Wikipedia doesn't know what this yeah. movie's about. Mm. Because that made no sense. Does I'm any, glad, does, does I'm anybody glad know? I'm not alone no, that's why. No, that's, the, this movie was designed to not make sense. Well, I think even Don Coscarelli, from what I read about this after watching it, has kind of said it's open for interpretation, right? So well, that was just um, the movie, like the whole his, movie. His movie was based off one of his dreams that he had. Yeah, that which makes he, total where sense. Where he was in these, um, he was in a mausoleum with all these white tunnels or white hallways, just like in the movie. And he was being chased by a silver orb, like literally what the orb does: orb, sphere, sphere. death ball, whatever you want to call it. Essentially, it happened in his dream. So it was based off a dream right. and he had just written a movie that came out and I think it was at like a screening um, of it it was called Kenny and Company it was like a light comedy in like 1975 or 6 um, and what he was noticed was the reaction by the audience um, to just a cheap scare and he went okay cause he like he started writing like this in Halloween came out very Close. He wrote this in 76. It didn't get made into a movie until 78 um, after the big release of Halloween. And once they saw the reaction to that movie, they were like, all right, yeah, let's go with this. And it actually did pretty good. Like, a lot of people don't realize that this movie um, made a good amount of money. I forget exactly what it was. It did do well, yes. It did, it did really well, actually. But a lot of people don't know either. There's uh, five of these movies. Five. Yeah, it came out in 1979. The second one didn't come out till ten years later, and um, we won't get too much into the sequels of these movies. But Universal took over after um, the original. Coscarelli said he would agree to do it, but they told him that he could only bring back one person from the original movie, and so Jody was already dead 
so it was between Mike and Reggie. Reggie. They picked Reggie, who was the most unlikeliest of people to ever be picked to be put into a sequel that I love it so much. I, and I that's did, what makes the other ones so good. I did actually see that, and I, I kind of grew to like him a little bit more as the movie went on, but like he was in my notes like at the beginning. I was like, dude, who is this fucking loser? Dude, one of the best scenes in that movie is when he just pulls up in the ice cream truck and they just start playing guitar. Yes, yes. And you know that that song is actually a real song that, he, that that guy wrote. Oh, um, really? The actor of Jody... Um, Bill Thornberry, he was actually a musician too. He actually had one album, and they wrote that song for the movie. Oh no shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, he's, he just rolls up though. He looks like he's easily <laughs> ten years older than. I like than how Mike. they. I like the how Jody. Yeah. Excuse me. I like how they link the tuner though in. Dude, he's got the yeah. Yeah, yeah that was that was pretty cool. That yeah. was cool. That was a cool reference. But he's got like that fucking skirted eggshell. Oh with my the god, ponytail. Like, like, what guy? is this guy doing? <laughs> like, who is this? I just think of like when I'm in college, how like some of my friends would just like go out and like jam together, and I'm like, oh. That's so cool that like people can just like, go and start playing music like it was cool it was nice sitting yeah. here it was a nice at midnight little, it was a nice little scene for sure speaking of the music that soundtrack bops had that in my notes it's a very memorable score yeah which i never even realized that i had heard before until i started watching the movie yeah it's so good yeah it's good. i well <clears throat> i did my um thesis in grad school on well kind of a thesis but it it had to deal with atonal music which is like throughout this entire movie it's just this dissonant like total like scary uncomfortable feeling throughout this entire movie it's just like you mm. just feel so uncomfortable in every single scene because they talk about like dude it's fucking so weird cemeteries and this and that and whatever and like they're in these sex in cemeteries fucking, <laughs> it turns out to be the old fucking tall yeah. guy it's fucking oh so God, it's fuck. all creepy so for those who those who may not know what atonal music is what is atonal music atonal is so when you have a um a chord, you have different types of chords in music. And some are dissonant and some are consonant? Constant? Yeah. Consonant. Consonant? I was like, geez, I was... Where's Craig when you I was a music minor that. way long ago. I was like, it's been like 10 years since then. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's music that makes you feel really uneasy. It makes, it's a... It's a Haunting. Contradicting... It's, it's haunting. It's a contradicting tone. It's like a negative tone. So when you finish a chord and you're like... Versus like yeah. some weird. I know what you mean. Like that's kind so is, of. Is there like it, a is there a famous piece of atonal music that people might know if they heard or? Like, I could name off no. people, but it wouldn't be anyone that okay. anyone Fair would enough. know. I just, since you threw it out there, I just wanted to. Um, like okay, um, Fantasia. Oh okay. yeah, okay. Yeah. Like when when, 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 when the broomsticks no. are dancing and they're getting ready. It's to actually fucking... in the dinosaur scene. Uh, yeah, when yeah. they're in, um, the, when they're in the mud and stuff, that's by Igor Stravinsky. Ah, Igor must yes. be Russian. Um, so no. that piece, uh, I forget Igor Strova- Stroganov. No, Igor Stravinsky. <laughs> no, but... no, but it's Steve Stroganov. <laughs> no, yeah. he was he was famous for a, her his atonal music. Yeah. Um, and that was in Fantasia, where the dinosaurs were in there, and it was the whole... It's the uh, T-Rex fighting, like, the... The, the T-Rex the fighting, the whole thing, yeah, yeah, all the that. mud, yeah. and that, yeah, that's And then all. the meteor hits. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Same movie? Yes, that's Fantasia. So. Yeah. Fucking nailed it. Yes. Beautiful. See, but, I know more than phantasms. Yeah, I agree. Soundtrack <laughs> to this is memorable and, and very creepy. Sometime at night, I have a phantasm. In my pants. Wow. From this movie. Because okay. it's so good. Andrew. Just Thank saying. you. Let's move on. 
What's the next topic, Michael? Uh, or Andrew, Andrew? Or excuse Jesus? me. So I'm talking here. What do you mean the next topic? That's the most unorganic way to move on the conversation. Just let it progress naturally. You know? I try. So, do you guys know interesting facts about this movie? Yeah. Um, it originally got an X rating. Really? Yet that same That's scene. Fine. So, yet that scene where it got an X rating is still in the movie. Um, that it doesn't took, it took really someone the sphere in the head. It, nope. It involves that scene. Sex in the cemetery? No, you never even notice it. So when the guy, when the caretaker gets bored in the head, yeah. he falls down on the ground dead, and Mike's sitting behind him, and he pees himself. Oh, actually, Cat Cat pointed that out to me. I and they that kind of they gave it an X rating. It took some guy that's involved in the rating to like. Be like, no, this I, doesn't deserve an X rating because yeah. the guy peed himself after. Dude, that's I so said, fucking weird. I said Why? to Mike when because he was wa- I watched it earlier. In it's the day. weird to show someone pee themselves. It, yes, I, well, it yes. Is. they never do that. Yes. In a movie. Very much is. But that gets an never. X rating. Hey, when people die, they shit and piss themselves. No, I know, but it's just so weird that like you never think about it and you go. Maybe they is there a reason? Dead. Is there a reason they don't do that in movies? Because you would get an X rating. It doesn't is that like a thing? Like and the guy didn't know it. They're actually dead. Well, what's I guess. the difference between like that know. and when well, somebody mean, like pisses their pants in a comedy movie? They're no, because when you're dead, you you pee yourself. That's part yeah, of you, it. You uh, void your bowels, as they say in Family Guy. Quagmire, so you just, void it your makes bowels. It more. It makes it more real. Yeah, no, I understand that. I just don't think. That's I mean, why? But what a what a that is what gave it. I'm just surprised that. Of all the movies that's going for realism, that this is the movie that decided to do that. Because yeah. motherfucker cuts off the tall man's fingers and it's yellow blood. Yeah, yellow blood. And it blood. turns into a weird looking fly. Well, and weird. I was, so fucking yeah, weird. I was, well, I was, can I, can I talk on? about that for a second? Go for it. So, I was so confused about that because I feel like, I said to Mike when he was watching it later on, I watched it earlier today, he watched it later on, and... I re- so I kind of rewatched, 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 rewatched it a little bit, and he watched that part, and I was like, it felt like I thought it was like a vampire or something, but I was like, yellow blood. I was like, what the hell is he? Because I mean, obviously, like he's not a human if he sticks his fingers through the door and his fingers are still moving, and then they cut his fingers and it's yellow blood. So I'm like, and he kind of looks like in a weird way in the Nosferatu series that we watched, the like TV series. He kind of looks like the Nosferatu character. The villain, yeah. In a weird uh, way. I forget his name, but yeah. Father, well, he goes to Christmas Land and he's Yeah, I forget like, I forget his actual name, though. Uh, he has an actual name. It's not Nosferatu. It's, no, it's not Nosferatu. It's something else. But he's supposed to be Nosferatu. And it's just... He reminded me a lot of him. So I was like, is this guy supposed to be a vampire? Like, I was so confused through the entire time, like... Who and what he was like? Cause and you still don't really like, know what he is. He wasn't He's... a ghost because they cut his fingers, so he wasn't like a phantom ghost. Yeah. Well, like, I just I was that was so confusing to me. Yeah, and I, I think that ties right into this movie's open for interpretation and in kind of right. every aspect. And this is the first time I've seen this movie, which I know is a cult classic and as a horror fan, I'm surprised they haven't seen it yet. Andrew, I know you've seen multiple viewings, but I mean for me. Watching this the first time, this movie, it feels like a dream the entire way through. It's just weird. It has shades of... That's why it's an Andrew movie. That's why I said I was like, it's an Andrew movie. It has shades shades of A Nightmare on Elm Street. This is kind of like what movie reminded me of it the most was, you know, Freddy Krueger, that type of thing. Which came out after it. Which came out after it. So this could... And I think Wes Craven, I I think I saw somewhere that Wes Craven actually said this was an influence on that movie, which I wouldn't be surprised. Um, well, yeah, because they go into dreams. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, that's when they. That's when they get them. 
I can see a lot of different interpretations of the content in this movie. For me, I got a lot of vibes about death, mourning. So are we not going to ask every all the questions of abandonment. Right now? No, we're gonna questions. I, I'm just giving my overall he, thoughts. Mike's never seen it. Overall so thought about it. You know how you no, just I, gave yeah. your thought of it. Yeah. Now he's doing his. Okay. Stop jumping ahead. I'm sorry. Jesus. I think the tall man is a, a memorable horror villain that's that's scary and very creepy. I mean, he looks like a mortician, so that ties into the fear of death, that type of thing. He's at the funeral home uh, when he picks up the fucking 500-pound casket and throws it in the back of the fucking hearse by himself. That was weird. Okay, <laughs> He's almost like he's um, he's the packager. He brings the product he's the shipping to, the, yeah. to the next place. <laughs> and yeah. he doesn't fail. Um, you play a good game, boy. can very easily see the influence of the tall man on the Slender Man creepypasta oh, character. Yep. Picked up on that immediately. Uh, one thing I thought when we were watching it, because it's, it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now, which is probably one thing that we should mention. We should mention, excuse me. Um, it's remastered on Amazon Prime. And you have it to looks, rent it, though. It looks great remastered. We watched oh. it. No, actually, we didn't have to rent it. It was on Prime. No, it's, it's, Prime. if you have Prime, it's free. Oh, that's true. Remastered by Bad Robot, J.J. Uh, Abrams' yep. company. Pretty cool. Thought that was interesting. Speaking of yeah. remastering... So do you know how they made the uh, orb move? How? Before? No idea. A fishing hook. I was going to say, it's some sort A of fishing string. pole. Yeah. They just went... <laughs> cool. That thing is great. And I thought the... You know, I won't I won't give away the surprise ending, but there was a surprise ending, and I thought it reminded me a lot of movies like Carrie or Friday the 13th that had that very last scene that just is designed to scare the shit out of you as you walk out of the theater. So Did yeah. I miss that? Oh, the was very end. The, the very end. No, no. no. The, the very, very end. end of the movie when he goes upstairs. Wait, are we spoiling? Well, we're going to start spoiling now. I mean, yeah, now. I mean, I feel like now we're, fine. Yeah, so we're in the conversation. In case you didn't notice, so. now we're getting... So, because you didn't pick up on that. So he goes upstairs after Reggie tells him, pack your bags, we need to go on a trip. Right, after he finds out that his brother wasn't yeah. killed by the tall man, his brother died Which may not even have happened. So no one knows. You can go, oh, okay, he was just dreaming. So he goes upstairs to pack his bag to leave. Closes his door, and the door, his mirror on his door, you can see the tall man in it. But it looks and like it just, it's behind him. It's behind right. him, so it's like he looks into the mirror. So he turns around, and it goes, boy! And out of the mirror, fucking Comes this guy. Comes Jabberwocky yeah. grabs him or whatever. Yeah. That yes. that freaked me out a little bit. There are a few scenes in this movie that freaked me out, but I know we'll, we'll uh. get to that, so I'll talk about that later. But yeah. Um. Those are my thoughts on the movie. It wasn't my, one of my personal favorites, I understand why it's a cult classic. I thought it was cool. There was some cool stuff in there. It was a little too strange for me. But yeah, those are my overall thoughts. What I will say to that is it's one of those movies, just keep watching it. Like, yeah. it's only an hour and 20 minutes long. Like, you can give it another watch and then you'll pick up on other. And then you just. It's one of those movies you can watch over and over again. And that's why, like, I don't really know the plot because every time I watch it, I think I'm watching a different movie because I don't know what the fuck's going on. I will say, I think it did feel a little long. It was an hour and 29 minutes. And I think they probably could have could have cut out at least about fifteen minutes. Of that movie. Hmm. a lot of them driving in the car and driving to and from their house to the the funeral home and back and forth and that kind of stuff, which got I a little was, re, re, uh, repetitive. Excuse me. I was so confused, like when they were in the funeral home versus like the marble place versus like where where the other that was the house mo- that was so, like, so, so mausoleum. Yeah, it's a it's it's essentially a funeral parlor. So they have the room for the caskets. You got the room where they do the work on the bodies, and then you got the room where you sell fucking caskets, so nice marble background. 
going to sell a casket or you're going to have people buried there. Hmm. Morningside Cemetery was balling. I've never been into a fucking funeral parlor that looked like that. We were talking about how much money this movie made and I finally found the numbers. So keep in mind, this movie came out in January. That's January a of bad 79. month. Yeah. For horror movies. Are we right? going to talk about what else came out in 79, too? Do we have that on Oh, there? I don't have that. I forgot to get right. that. I can get that. Information. Right. So it came going. out in January. Oh, and so $300,000 budget. How much do you think it made? $1.2 million. Michael? How much was the budget? Sorry? 300000 300000 I bet you it made $4 million. $11.5 million. Wow. $11.5 That's a pretty dollars. good score. That's like Blair Witch Project. No. What Blair Witch Project do? It's probably way more, but then again, it was later on. But like that's a low three hundred thousand dollars. They literally used actors no one's ever seen in anything, and that's what I love about Reggie. That motherfucker made a career out of being just in these movies. Right. Like, people don't realize that there's five of these. Five. First one came out in '79. The last one came out in 2016. 2016. 2016. 2016. And I was hoping there'd be another one. But the tall man recently died. Yeah, I saw R. that. R.I.P. Yeah, I saw so, he died. He's you old. Know, you know how they made him look even taller? So he was 6'4 in real life. Funny thing, though, Jody in the movie, he's actually taller than the tall man. Interesting. So they made him look taller by giving him a um, smaller suit to wear. And he had um, lifts in his shoes. So his arms, so he looked skinnier and taller because it was such, it was like an ill-fitted suit that didn't fit him. So his hmm. arms looked like they were coming out the cuffs. So it made him look taller than he was. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. And he was given a lot of freedom as the movie went on. Like, originally, Coscarelli kind of just had him, made him do it a certain way, but as they kept filming and filming more, he was like, this guy's kind of on to something because he was just, like, ad-libbing and doing his own thing, and it was turning out really good. So a lot of that comes from uh, Angus. Rest in peace. Angus Scrim, R.I.P. in peace, my friend. Wow. Quite a quite a list. Mm-hmm. For uh, 1979 movies, we had uh, the Amityville Horror came out, Ooh. Alien, mm-hmm. uh, The Brood. Yep. Don't think I've seen that. Have you seen that? Brood is a Cronenberg movie, which I've seen once, and it's very, very strange. Almost as strange as this movie, to be honest. Uh, the Prophecy, mm-hmm. When a Stranger Calls, that's kind of a Ooh. That's a classic. <clears throat> uh, the Nosferatu from 1979, which I haven't seen. I think it might be a remastered version of the original. But well, there was one that came out, and it's showing up on Amazon Prime, or I, I think it's Amazon Prime, and it was uh, who the fuck plays Nosferatu, and I, so it's a new one, and I can't remember who plays him. Uh, there's one where it's it's called uh, I forget what the name of it is, but Willem Dafoe plays. Uh, oh, um, that's phenomenal. We talked Max about Shrek. that. We talked yeah. about that yeah, yeah. before. This is not, a different not one. That one. This okay. is a different one. So I think that's an actual new version of Nosferatu. Okay, I didn't know that. So, what else we got? Uh, we have. Salem's Lot. Yep. Pretty good. Um, looking through the rest. Screamers. I like that movie. Yep. Is that the original Wolfman? No. No. Definitely not. Well, no. Probably not, a remake. Obviously not the original. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, looking through those, I would say um, Alien is one of my favorite movies of all it's, time. Well, you can't put it ahead of Alien. No. Absolutely not. No, no I know that's what I'm saying. No, so, like, no it's, it's, it has no chance already. Yeah. It's upsetting. Um, the Amityville Horror movie is good. I would maybe consider it a little bit better than this. One with Charles Brolin. Personally, yeah, yeah. with uh, James Brolin. James, James Brolin. Brolin. Josh Brolin's dad. Uh, the Brood is is a fucked up movie. Typical Cronenberg movie that's just body horror, weirdness. 
Uh, Salem's Lot is great, but I, I don't even know if I consider that a movie. That's more of a TV series, I think. It was like yeah. a TV miniseries. But it's not a movie. Yeah, it's, this, is, this, is, this is probably in the top five horror movies of the year for me. I think it's probably top four. Top four? Alien, Alien is one of my movies of all time. So. It's second to Alien. I think I like uh, Amityville Horror better than this, along with Alien. So this is probably three for me, actually. Yeah. Boo. It's a Salem, hard, maybe Salem. It's a hard I, I don't consider Salem's Lot. So yeah, this is three. Okay, that works. I don't appreciate your disdain for this movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cat, <laughs> where do you put it? I don't think my decision counts because I haven't seen a lot of these movies. There's only two others you'd need to see: um, Alien and Amityville Horror. You've seen Alien. I think I have. Yeah. You think you have? I mean, this is your wife. I know. It's just you know, Jesus, Michael. I know. I've. She has no interest in Alien. I've shown um, it to her a million times, and she I just doesn't probably, like it. I would probably, even though I have maybe seen Alien and Amityville Horror, I'd put this at number three. Behind those two? Behind okay, those well, two. yeah, that's a conservative view. So Conservative view? <laughs> yeah, you were being safe. You were so just playing to the crowd, boring. I've, I've no, read I think, the um, Amityville Horror book. And, well, uh, I like the remake of the Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds. Because Ryan Reynolds in it. Because well, looks, Aliens yeah, technically really a sci-fi movie anyway. It's a horror so, movie. It's a sci-fi movie. Well, I like Independence Day, so I we figured I'm going to like Alien, right? <laughs> you know, I'm just being contrarian. <laughs> but it is no. But so fuck that. Why does Alien get to be a horror movie and certain movies don't? It's a sci-fi movie. With a fucking alien. Because what there are, are aliens bursting alien out of people's monster. chests and what eating other? people and attaching themselves to people's uh, face. Well, the Thing is a horror movie, so... The Thing is 100% a horror movie. It's not even close. Sci-fi horror is a thing. Yeah, but see, that's I don't think it has to be classified as yeah, one or the other. That's fine. And I would, I would even argue things. that The Thing is more of a horror movie than Alien is. Yeah, way more. Yeah, I agree. I agree, 100%. I would, I would agree with that. I'm not saying it's not. I just, yes. get, ama- I just get annoyed. I just yeah. wanted to be contrary. Sci-fi. Yes, of course. Fuck you, of Alien. Course, of Alien's course. great, but what a year to come up against, and it's still fucking I know, I know. Phantasm is your baby. I just wanted to point out that Alien I'm came not saying it's a great well. movie. I just think it's... You are thorough. saying it's a great no, movie. No, okay, so well, here's no, why dude, I think it's dude, a great movie. Defend, defend your movie. It's a great movie. So here's you why I think it. it's a great th- movie, because it's super entertaining. Yeah. Like, were you not so. entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? I don't think Kat was very entertained when she watched it. Um, it was okay. I mean, I thought that it yeah, was... Yeah, but you like, you, you like Scream. You like Slasher. I... This was just slasher a weird, bizarre... thriller ups, movies are my It is. Thing. It's very bizarre and strange. It's I will bizarre. say that. It's different. It's unique. Like, essentially... So as you go on into it... Like, you know why they're, they put them in those barrels and they shrink them in there? The, the, so the, I was wondering about that. Collect. I have no so idea why. So they shrink them because no. as you get into, there's more movies. So as you get into the further yeah. movies, the planet that he's sending them to has less gravity. Mm-hmm. So you. So have there's to a whole shorter. other aspect there's like, of it gets, this. So no, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing the that's great movie. about like the sequels is they they um, explore other than the second one. So after the so he directed the first one. Universal came to him. They said, "Here's your budget. You can do this, 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 this." But you have to only bring back one person from the original movie. So he chose Reggie because Jody died. Mr. Skirted Egg Show. Mm-hmm. He wanted to bring back Mike, but he wasn't allowed to. So he Brad Pitt actually auditioned to play Mike in the second Ooh, Phantasm. I didn't he know that. He was young. He auditioned to play him. They gave it to some other rando fucking guy. And people were fucking... Because it's a, 10 sure. years later, it was a cult classic. Yeah. 
You don't bring back Mike. So, so that was so got, this was in 79, 89, 89 would have been a sequel. 10 years so later, Brad, Brad like would have been pretty 19, established at that point. He, I think he hadn't he, done much. When was Thelma, Thelma and Louise, excuse me? Early 90s? Thelma. This was before that. Thelma and Louise. This was before uh, Vampire fucking. Brad Pitt's still a hot dude, though. No, no, still, he was good looking. Still he hot dude it up. But could you imagine if he had been in Phantasm? What a difference that would have made for the franchise? Oh, Probably would have. Uh, yeah. yeah. But if if so, they had his name on it, it would have been They awesome. did that. People didn't like it. There's actually. If Brad Pitt had been in this franchise. It probably would have done for this franchise what Jennifer way. Aniston being in the Leprechaun movies did for them. This is way better than fucking Leprechaun. Uh, Leprechaun. Oh, I don't like those movies either, but I think only people watch the first or second Leprechaun because Jennifer Aniston's in it, in one of her first roles. Sorry. Yeah. No, I no, digress. No, uh, but Continue. what I was going to say, so they did that, and then Coscarelli eventually, after that movie, it kind of bombed because mm-hmm. Universal had so much influence on it. So it was a while before Coscarelli came up with the third one. And um, Universal came back to him, and basically he had to come up with most, like he could do whatever he wanted, but he brought back Reggie, he brought back the original Mike, who's in 3, 4, and 5 now. So they literally used the same main two characters, three actually, Tall Man, Reggie, and Mike, throughout the entire series. So you've seen all of these? I've seen all of them, and I feel like I haven't seen any of them. Because there's like it's like it's just so weird. Like it just you don't yeah. remember certain parts because it doesn't make any sense. It's not like a linear plot line to right. follow. It's like a dream. It's essentially a dream. Like the best thing about this movie is that a lot of times you go in and you see a movie and you go, if this movie ends where it was all just a dream, I'm gonna be really upset. Well, but this I, movie, I have a. I, have I a f- wasn't upset by that. I have a few theories about a couple things that I saw upon first viewing that I didn't really find any information on when I Googled it, which I'll bring up when we get There's to that. There's not point. much information yeah. on this movie, no, to be honest. Obviously, it's a cult classic, but I feel like there's not really a lot of analysis out there about it, which is what I looked for, and I couldn't really find too much. But, uh, yeah, sorry, continue. Go ahead. No, you said you had some thoughts on certain things. Yes. Should I bring it up now? Are you yeah. going to wait no, until good. we yeah, talk no, about like, the ending and stuff? Well, and... do we want to get into the cat was urging on about um, certain questions that we asked? Yeah, let's episode? do those. Let's do those. So I'll, for I'll our loyal listeners that um, <laughs> can't deviate from a fucking script, um, did you find this movie scary, Cat? Somewhat, but also somewhat comical. And I think it's just because of the... I, I found it somewhat scary, the element of, you know, having a weird person there around, like, the creepiness of the unknown, and, like, that that was all kind of scary, but the whole, like, special effects, I guess, I'll say. Well, 79, um, no was, I understand. No I know, it's 79, 78. I thought the special when, effects were pretty fucking good for a movie not bad. that had that low of a yeah, budget. Considering, considering when it was I made, know, it's I not know. terrible. I know, but I'm like... He bites into his arm, and the blood that comes out looks like a like a cherry oh, milkshake, and it's just like gross. <laughs> it's like like I don't think it, like, I didn't even know it was possible to draw guy. that much blood from biting someone's arm. I know. Would you when, puncture his vein when, when the like, sphere goes into the guy's head and, and it just like works out blood, can, oh, strawberry yeah. jam. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can see like that it's like clay. Like, yeah, yeah but then but then the guy falls to the floor and like, pisses his pants. Like that's that yeah, that's fucked. I mean, I don't see. I mean, I guess I don't really see why he pees his pants. That made up. For it a tenfold because I like I said when I first watched it like oh my god I can't believe they're showing him peeing him like peeing himself and he's dead and then I was like then Mike watched it later that like later on today and he was like I was like can you believe 
of these babes? Like, I still couldn't get over well, it. Well, weird thing like, to do in a movie. Also, also though, if the guy ripped a huge fart and then shit himself all over the floor. That would have been even better. It, uh, people would have laughed. That would have been, yeah. People would have People would have laughed. Farting's funny. Peeing is sad. Peeing is weird. When you pee your pants... Because I'm an adult, I'm 34, yeah. I've shit my pants once or twice. <laughs> and I think we all have. You fart, and it's not a fart. Never trust a fart, because sometimes it's shit. So, we've all done that. That's funny, never comical, you can laugh at it. But you never tell anybody if you peed your pants. Motto of America's hometown horror. That's never, embarrassing. Never trust a fart. Never trust, <laughs> never a, trust fart. a fart. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Can we oh, not have that as our motto? That yeah, that's great. No, I can't take credit for that line. Throw it out there. Throw it out there. Uh, Go ahead, Andrew. My old landlord, my old landlord, my old landlord who was from New York <laughs> and loved cold cuts. What do you call them? Cold cuts? Cold cuts. Yeah, cold cuts. Hey, yo. He was trying to bury his... It's a Break long story. But anyway, he, ta- he said he lived by three rules. Never trust a fart. Never waste a boner. And I can't remember what the third one was. But those are pretty... Never waste a boner, it never trust like a fart. Two good rules. Sounds like mind. a smart man to me. Mm. So, R.I.P. Rob. So for me, I can totally see why I would think that people thought this movie was scary. I watched it in broad daylight. It is definitely an older movie. Feels a little dated. So I didn't particularly find it scary. But no. there's a couple of memorable scenes that, of course, are iconic in the cult horror lore. I mean. The scene when Mike wakes up in his bed and the tall man is standing above him and the little gremlins stick their hands up out of the graves and rip him out and he wakes up. Like, that's a, that's a crazy scene. The little gremlins are pretty scary. Yeah, they're... they're because they just pop out of nowhere. They're Jabberwockies and they sound like Ewoks, though. Because when you hear them, they sound like Ewoks. They look like lot Ewoks. A lot of um, similarities. Star Wars. Well, they sound like Ewoks, but they look like the... Jabberwockies. The Jawas. Oh, Jawas. Tatooine. The fuck's a Jabberwockies? So that the Jabberwocky from Alice in Wonderland. Jabberwockies from Alice in Wonderland. Yes. No. And they're also no, they're, they're the a band. Jabberwocky they're a band or a uh, music the group. Villain and, in Alice in Wonderland. That's true. Wow. What a fucking loser I am. You're not a loser. <laughs> no, that's sad, and <laughs> I hate myself. Confused. Oh, stop it. Jabba's okay. Jesus. Jabberwockies. No, Dude, I shouldn't make fine. I shouldn't make mistakes like that. We're talking about Star Wars. Oh, Bruh. Jabberwockies you know how many, were also you, you know how many listeners we just the, lost um, with that comment? Do you know the show that Bunch they dance and they had all the masks on and they, they dance? Yeah, those are the, the Jabberwockies. The other thing they, I was going to mention is that the cantina from the outside in Phantasm, the mm-hmm. one that he goes into. I have a comment on that cantina, by the way. Reminds me of like a Star Wars cantina. It does. It's also the smallest bar on planet Earth. Do you see the outside scene uh, no, in the daylight? No, that's the A Street Bar in Hall that um, used to be there. Looked Shout like the there. smallest bar on planet Earth when he walked by the next, like the next day in, in broad daylight. And but did, yeah, didn't the, that woman that he, you know, the tall man's fucking spirit being the lady in lavender? The lady in lavender. Didn't she look very fucking manly? Yeah. Like I would never. Go out of my way to have sex with that woman in a cemetery. I mean, he's supposed to be... So, wait. So, hold on. So, Mike, the younger brother, is supposed to be, like, what, 14? 13? I don't know. 15? He's driving the Barracuda around. And this guy... So, so their parents are dead. And this guy, obviously, can go into a bar and drink. So, he's got to be, like, 21, 22. Which means he's, like, five or six years older. little brother. Right. He could be 10 years older. So... I, I just didn't... They seemed so much apart in age difference. It was insane. Yeah, Can I ask you a question? Yeah, but they could be 10 years apart. Um, could be. 
So you guys know the definition of phantasm, right? Yeah, we look. I uh, yeah, something. It was on a YouTube video that I saw, and it was actually it talked about a mental. Was it disorder. in the dictionary by choice? No, it's that's not real. It's not real. That's not the real definition of a phantasm. It said that it was a mental disorder in the that, brain. No, the movie says that. Also like they say a, that at the beginning of the movie, Phantasm. Oh, is that what they say? Yeah. Did they I give you the diff- at the very beginning, they give you the I definition. I watched it, though. I'm pretty sure in the opening scene, they go Phantasm. Or maybe that's the trailer. Maybe it's the trailer. But it phantasm. said it's the, the mental... The definition, a delirious mind. I know what you're talking about. A delirious mind. Like, so then you also have the suggestion of that this whole thing was made up in those characters' heads. It it feels like a fever dream. It's a figment of the imagination, an illusion or apparition. Figment was Mm. boss, by the way. I loved figment. Figment. I used to have a figment stuffed animal. Love figment. Hey, before we get too far off topic. I know, I'm sorry. So yes, the scene where... Mike so you, wakes up and he's standing, tall man we were, standing above him. We were just saying we're scary, not scary. getting into your favorite scene. And No, we're, I'm not doing favorite scenes. I'm doing scary scenes. Also, when Mike is in the he's pawn shop. He's doing every scene right now. Why is your shirt like that? Look at him. He's, <laughs> he's rolling up his sleeves. Are you trying to show off your muscles? Yes. Hey, what's up, brah? You like my muscles? You can't see this, but it's pretty be, impressive. He secretly wants to be like He's me. got a uh, anchor on his shirt, so he thinks he's Popeye. Look at me, though. He wants Papa to be like me. He's got way bigger muscles than you do. I live in a garbage can. Your arm, he has like two of your arms. Oh, you got some pretty good pipes. I eat my spinach and I go to Winnich. I'm Papa Check out that bruise. Cat, what's your best death in this movie? My best death in this movie is when that um, silver orb just flies through that um, marble hallway kind mausoleum. of mausoleum. Mm-hmm. mausoleum. And it just attacked, like, well, so at first the uh, the brother, the little brother is, like, in the, that weird guy's arm. Who's the guy? Is the caretaker? The, the caretaker. The caretaker's arms, and he's just, like, so nervous looking at this thing coming towards him, and he ducks, and then all of a sudden it hits the caretaker, and then you see this knife go in, and you're like, Oh, well, it's just this little thing with a knife. And then all of a sudden, like, you see this drill mm-hmm. go right through the middle of his skull because it hit him right above the eye. And so there's this, like, it's almost like this silver thing has a thing that digs into you. I'm sure it's on both sides. drill. I'm sure it's on both sides. Head, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it digs into his head. It had to hold pins, itself steady. And it then. pins it into him, into his skull, and then drills into him. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then... Not only does it drill into him, but then it splatters blood behind it like a fucking hose. And <laughs> like front it's and essentially back. a juicer. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. And all of a sudden, I was just like, "Oh my god, what a freaking mm-hmm. terrifying weapon to yeah. have against anybody!" That was like so ridiculous. That was a pretty that scene. I mean, that's like the scene of that movie that yeah. people refer to. I don't feel like there's a better death in the movie than that. I feel like that has to be it. It's the most. There's only Outrageous. one other death. Um, What's the other one? It's the, the oh, well, Reggie getting, getting stabbed in the back, at the end. Well, Reggie doesn't die. The brother. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. The, uh, um, the guy having the sex. Uh, Tommy. Tommy the dies in the, the beginning of the first scene. Mm-hmm. But other than that, because the, um, the psychic's daughter, or whatever she is, granddaughter, yeah. when he's at the... the um, yeah, that they don't die, they don't, was weird to me. They don't die um, in that car crash when it's in the car. Remember? Yes. Yeah. No, and, yeah. yeah, they don't die in that. So, pretty sure two deaths? Probably two that they show on screen at least. But yeah, I mean, the sphere is obviously the best one. And I actually liked how they had like the 
at one particular point, the quote-unquote sphere vision, where it was like it showed what it saw, and it was yeah. all red everywhere, and it was just like, <laughs> uh, That was interesting. Yeah, that was That was uh, one thing that I, I wrote down in my notes. Yeah. No, that's true. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, one, oh, sorry. One thing I forgot. So when we were talking about scary scenes, another scary thing, too, was when they were all in the mausoleum at the end of the movie, and the power gets cut, and they all get separated, and Mike turns on the lighter, and right in front of his face is one of those hooded, weird figures, Jabberwockies, yep. Wookies, whatever the fuck they are. Jabba's. Jawas. Yeah. Jawas. All the, like, that, was a, that was a scary scene to me, too. Continue. Those were all very scary screens. You guys pretty much, uh, <laughs> I just sound like Steve Rule. Mm-hmm. Those are all very scary screens. Um, very crimbus, you Crimbus, you fucking dringus. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much nailed the best death. I have nothing else to say because, as we said, there was two, I think, two. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, do you guys think, I think it would, make a nice haunted attraction? Oh, easily. Oh, I think that would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, I think so. It would almost be super cool if they could have some sort of, like, hologram of that ball. <clears throat> that would be really cool. Just have it be, like, a hedge maze, but marble. That would be a lot of money to make. So, I'm thinking, in this sense... Well, I mean, they can have peel and stick marble. No, I, I mean, know. I'm just... It would be better if it was all marble, like marble. I'm You thinking, can tell echoes different. So, in in this sense... So Universal owns all the sequels, which means that no. A, uh, I thought you said they, they did all the sequels. They did the second and the third one, but no, he, they did the second one, and then he kind of went off. I don't know if they actually own the rights to the... Well, even if they don't, this seems like a type of movie that Universal might do as like one of their classic horror mazes they do at Halloween Horror Nights every year. I could totally see this. It would be very easy to find someone to play the tall man and wear a mask and have like the same hair and stuff. The spheres might be a little bit harder to do but for example like last year they did ghostbusters as a house and one of the scenes in the house was a a what they call a pepper's ghost effect you know what that is where they basically like put like a mirror by where what the audience sees and everything behind that is a projection from below oh so it looks like it's coming towards you but they did it with ghostbusters and they recreated the scene where slimer is running is like rushing towards bill murray in the hotel hallway so they redid that I could see them doing something like that for the sphere scene. That would be personally. Cool. It, it would be a cool way to do it. Um, if anyone could do it, it would be them. And I think it would be a good haunted house. I think this would, be, this would translate well. Yeah, I agree too. Is that why you're both <laughs> looking at me? Yeah. I'm oh, like, it was your turn. <laughs> hey, no, that doesn't matter. I think you both, all of a sudden, you stare at me. I'm like, yeah, me too. Jeez. <laughs> like, I got to say, I think, uh, I, I think the tall man doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, he's an underrated horror villain, for sure. Because he plays a phenomenal creep. Yeah. I feel like you don't really see him up close and personal. The funeral has begun. Much. Like, every time he talks, it's just... You blah. see him from, like, far away. That's what makes him so creepy. He's just strolling through the town center, and he turns mm. and just stares at him. He's this giant-looking guy with this fucking and he's weird like, Also like, weird that he can take the form of an attractive woman, too, and seduce men to yeah. have sex and What are you? Mm. He's a phantom. So I was just wondering, <laughs> who might be your MVP? Tall the man. tall phantasm man. man. Tall man's boss. He's yeah. Boss. You play a good game, boy. Yeah, I like yeah. him. But now you die. Fucking bop. He's a good he villain. Up, um, I think the music he's scary. In. He's, That's yeah. so good. I agree here. It has to be the tall man. I mean, tall he's man's the, boss. Uh, I mean, or uh, I guess Reggie, because Reggie survived. Reggie's yeah. in every movie. That loser with the skirted eggshell. But 
Tall Man is the most lasting character from this movie franchise. There's no doubt about yeah, it. I, agree. I mean, it's, it's not anybody else. It's, He's it's the, the Tall MVP. Man. It's tall he man. wins. But he this wins. is what makes Phantasm Phantasm. Yeah. No other movie takes the least important, like the weird character, mm. like the third guy, or actually the fourth guy, because you got Mike, Jody, Tall Man, and then it's Reggie. And they go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go Reggie. Full Reggie. They take Reginald fucking whatever his name is. Reginald! That motherfucker with his fucking skirt. Skirted eggshell. <laughs> ponytail. Oh my god. Such and they, gross hair. And he's Jesus. in all five of them. And he's like the main character and he's banging bitches. The fucking boss. God damn. Reginald is the MVP because okay. for any character that isn't even in the top three of a show, like mm-hmm. originally, to take over, isn't that bizarre to you? That is very strange. That that, that that screams studio interference for me because... That screams no studio interference. That screams they went... They went bring a studio. character back, but you can't get the original two oh, no, characters no. back. What I'm and saying is, what back... doesn't scream studio interference is the fact that the guy brought back the fourth guy on the list. Okay, well, yeah, that that's like weird. Like, why are you going in that direction? It wasn't Coscarelli's first choice. It was supposed to be somebody else. Even you know, Brad Pitt or fucking whoever else. Played yeah, but a different Reggie character. Reggie was always his first choice. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, no, he took. I stand he was, corrected. So he was only allowed to pick one original person, and since Jody died, he had to pick between Mike and Reggie, uh, and he picked Reggie. I see. He rolled with fucking Reggie. Reginald. Reginald. Oh, Reginald. Give that guy props. He did mm. something right. Well, we've all named our MVPs. I was trying to get the. Uh, What's next? I think. Uh, final thoughts. Because I yeah, do have some final I mean, thoughts. Questions. I my thoughts are irrelevant because I've seen this movie so many times. That I'm actually confused more than I was to begin with. I have a couple final. Which doesn't thoughts. make any sense. Couple, so, Michael, tell couple, me. Couple final things that I that I just kind of had my, left over in my notes. I didn't cross off yet here. When Jody, the older brother, is having sex with the lady in lavender in the cemetery, and Mike, the younger brother, runs up. Which more on that later. And. <laughs> Jody stops having sex with this girl and he runs after him with the girl's panties in his mouth. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. I was like, what the fuck that is was, this? And then he's like, don't worry, she's waiting back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so you know what's, you know what's hilarious too? It's like, so, so when they do the, the part where it's like Jody's inner dialogue yeah. about Mike, his brother. Yeah. He's like, I love that kid. He's a great kid. But he's always following me. I don't know what he's doing. It's like so... Like he's, he's a brother. stalker. Have something on that. Him. Have something on that. So, one more question before we get into that. Is the hammer in the shotgun shell duct taped to a hammer thing? Is that, is that is possible? Is that real? I was curious about that as soon as I saw it. Did you, do you remember that part where basically... Mythbusters. Mike, the younger brother, is trapped in the bedroom and he takes... He has a shotgun shell, one... And he duct tapes it to a hammer, and he puts like a pin in the end of it, and he bangs the oh. lock on the door. And it, it seems very scientific the um, way they did it. Yeah, like, we need to make it so weird. I don't know. Like, who thinks to do that? That must be real. Yeah, it's I mean, like, like so weird that very, it has to be very real. odd. Very odd. But I, I thought I, that I was interesting. Know that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's a funny scene. Um, not funny, but weird. So. Couple things that I had here, and when we're talking about like the ending and Couple final things. thoughts on the movie, I'm like, you have like twenty things left. No, 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 Jesus no. Christ! So, Michael. oh, okay. One's a fact. One's an opinion. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. So roll. Go ahead. Take over. Mike, take over. No, no, no. This is what we want. <laughs> we're wrapping up. 
I've talked long I enough. Understand. It's his turn. So when Mike, when Mike the younger brother opens the box that has the tall man's fingers in it on his nightstand, okay? One thing I saw immediately and I googled it right away. There's a book on his nightstand that's called My Name is Legion. It's by Roger Zelazny. It's a collection of three short stories where all three of the stories contain the same nameless protagonist. So it mirrors their interactions with the tall man. Because he doesn't have a name other than the tall man. Interesting. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Cool little fact. Yeah. But my theory about this movie that I saw when watching it... And Andrew, you've seen it more times than I have. Have you ever thought that maybe Mike and Jody, the two brothers, are actually the same person when when watching this, the entire movie? And the whole thing is Jody's dream. They're the same person. Mike and who? Mike and Jody. So the younger brother and the older brother are the same person. Tommy dies. Mike and Jody, that's Mike's older version. Correct. The main character, the guy with the the long hair and like the short necklace... That holds a shotgun, and yeah. then his younger brother, their parents. So obviously, this movie's about like grief and death, and, and he's living with his uncle. It so, seems like he, here's why. So Mike, the younger brother, is always following Jody everywhere yep. right. he goes, always running after him, riding his bike, whatever. Driving. His you car. hardly ever see a scene where he's not either following him or with him. Right. When they're apart, Mike, the younger brother, is trying to get back to his brother at every point in the entire thing. And there's a part in the movie where basically Mike is trying to get back to his brother and it cuts to Jody, who's like sitting in a chair with like this trance-like look on his face. And it cuts to him in a trance to where the younger brother is, back to him. Where the younger brother is, back to him. It almost, almost looks like, like a shining channeling scene. him. Almost like a shining scene. So Doc's I, I thought fucking... that whole time yeah. I was like, you know what? Huh. These are the same people. That's this whole thing point. is through the 12-year-old Mike's eyes. That's something that I just thought might be possible. Was he banging it. the lady in lavender? I don't know. Maybe. That 12-year-old? Maybe he was imagining Maybe he was a thing. stud. Hey, 12-year-olds have wet dreams. Maybe that was that type of thing. I don't know. Just that's a theory. I'm throwing theory. it out yeah, there. No, I, I like think it. that's a great theory, actually. Yeah. I like it. I forgot to mention, because we were all wondering why Reggie... Why is Reggie? Why Reggie? Why Reggie? Why Reggie? Maybe hear why Reggie. So, Reggie Bannister, the guy that plays Reggie Mm -hmm. in the movie, he was actually the reason that Coscarelli made this movie. Because he was in... I think he may have been in that movie that we were talking about earlier that Coscarelli had directed... Mm-hmm. He played in that movie, and he was convincing Coscarelli to direct um, a Ray Bradbury bro- uh, a Ray Bradbury book called "Something Wicked This Way Comes." But yeah. Disney had landed the rights before him. No one remembers that movie because it's kind of blah. What's it called again? Something this something wicked this way comes. So Reggie told him, you know, you should do this movie, and he really wanted to do it, but then he found out that he couldn't. So he decided to write Phantasm. So without Reggie, there would be no Phantasm, so maybe that's why Reggie got picked over Mike. Maybe. It's possible. Yeah, so that's my theory on that movie. I mean... That's a good theory. I like that. Anyone have any final thoughts on Phantasm before we kind of wrap up? No, I think I'm good. I think I talked about everything. I think you guys need to watch it again. 
Maybe I, like a you third time, maybe a fourth time. When you said to watch it again, and I watched it when he watched it, I picked up on a few different things. So it was, it's weird that you said that because I feel like I, I did. Like I would just watch. No, it, I know. I, I say that again, because like, I watched that movie like ten times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can never retain what's going on. Oh yeah, it's, it it's doesn't confusing make as it's fuck. confusing, it's and then you always. And your brain always leads you to think something else is happening in it. That's why I think it's such a good movie, is that you can watch it multiple times and it's always different. It's never the same movie. Yeah, I That's can see that. That's what makes it phenomenal. There's, I feel like there's so much to be explored in a sequel, and maybe I'll watch some of the sequels just because there's so much weird The second shit one kind of smelled, and they're, it, it's a little ridiculous like the sequels, like it's... Yeah. You know, it's like a cheesy, like, made-for-TV kind sure, of thing. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. But it's still good in that same fantastic way. But you got to get past the second one because then in the third one you get back to Reggie and Mike, the original characters. Mm. And the fact that they use them and the tall man for 27 years, yeah. essentially. That's pretty wild. wild. 27 years. Yeah. Like those, like, those people would never have roles in any other show or movie, yet they found a place with Phantasm. Just weird. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I didn't know anything about this movie until you wanted to do a podcast about it. And um, I remember asking Mike, I'm like, where do we stream this? Like, where do I and find And then you this? looked and you went, there they all are. And then I was on like, Prime. no, honestly, I only, I thought it was one movie. And first off, I spelled it with an F when I went for search. You Not fantastic. Yeah, I know. Which I was kind of thinking. Well, how do you spell like, Phantom? Well, not yeah, but like Fanta is with an F. So it's a soda. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you go with the real world? Fantastic or um, it's F A. No, it's the Phantom. It's, it's if you go with Phantom, Phantom is P A. Is the same psychic Phantom f- Phantasm. <laughs> but no, Flem. um, Flem is P H, right? Flem P H. Yes. Any final thoughts on Phantasm, Andrew? Um, if you haven't seen it, watch it, and then watch it again, and then just keep watching it. I feel like it's a movie that maybe you have to have, o- maybe you you really have like ADD or OCD or something where you'll watch the same thing over and over again. I don't know what happens when I watch these movies, but I can never process what is actually happening. Like, I get what's happening, but I can never come up with a correlation to the plot. Like, I don't think... Like, if there's a plot, it's very random. Like, when they catch the tall man, they they catch him? They don't catch him. No. There's an elaborate plan it's that completely random. Randomly. They throw him in a fucking mine shaft. Yeah, it's and, then, and, then, and then he's there again, and he's pulled into the mirror. So what the fuck actually happened? Yeah. It's a confusing movie that is intentionally confusing. But what's good about those, just watch it and think what you want to think. You don't right. have to, there, yeah. There's no said reason for this movie. It's a great movie. It's interesting. It's almost like a fucking uh, pick your own ending. You watch it, you make what. It's you, a Bandersnatch. I respect a movie more, like this more than a movie that's stupid and straightforward because this is open for interpretation. Like I said numerous times, it's, but it's done in such a way that it's what you make of it. It's got enough. It's got enough. Um, it 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 takes it a, a whole other class in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. Creepy moments, those weird dreamlike moments, soundtrack like. It does a lot of things really well. Yeah. Which is what sets it apart. Because yeah. it's it's a B movie, like in every Yes it is definition of the word. It's a B movie, but it does everything with an A plus effort. 
So A for effort. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Great job. A for, A for effort. Good job, Phantasm. You took what you didn't have and you turned it into gold. So fucking rock on, Ray. All right. So I think if we're done, if we don't have any final, any more final thoughts, uh, we are on to where you can find us on social media, which is on Facebook at America's Hometown Horror. You can find us on Twitter at Hometown Horror. You can find us on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod. You can also email us. How many times can I say Hometown Horror? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com. You, you can also still subscribe no emails? to us. Still no emails. I'm fucking losers. I'm going to email you. Can somebody just It just email makes me us? wonder how many people actually get the to the end of an episode for us. Uh, right. Apparently... Nobody, Maybe, you know, we or actually, they go, I don't want to send an email. Yeah, what we said this last I'm week. I'm going to put it at the beginning of the episode next time. So you can subscribe to us on the following podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. My name is Mike. I'm joined by Andrew, who did a fantastic job hosting tonight. Good job, Andrew. Uh, it was, I don't know if I'd say fantastic. I think I'd say phantasmic. Oh, mm, fantastic. Fantastic. And my lovely wife, Kat. We are America's Hometown Horror. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye to your Bye. listeners, folks. Good night, you fantagums. Goodbye, boy. Thanks for listening. And if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Nebiart podcast network we have retro redoctopus we have america's hometown horror bar talk old colony cast and of course inebriart so you can check those out wherever podcasts are found like comment and subscribe so we can reach more listeners and thanks for listening